Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Angel, coming to you live today on this beautiful Monday. That's right. Happy Mindset Monday. Listen, I hope you guys uh, had a great weekend, uh, ready for another fantastic week. And thank you for tuning in. If you're taking your time to download this via iHeartRadio, Pandora, um, uh, all the other platforms, wherever you could get your podcast, your music, uh, Spotify, whatnot. As you see there in the screen for those for those those of you watching uh, via video, right? Then you see it on the screen. Those are the ones, the platforms that this uh, wonderful podcast is. So you can also follow me uh, on Twitter under uh, Angel Santos seventy five and Instagram under Angel Santos Podcast, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for being here. Thank you for the time for subscribing to the channel. I greatly appreciate uh, your support. Uh, it's been a great journey uh, doing this podcast, getting to know fantastic people, man, getting to know so many entrepreneurs, uh, business coaches, uh, people who started uh, from the very bottom and are working their way up and whatnot. So, Listen, if you're that entrepreneur that you have some kind of idea, maybe you're already, uh, you already took off, right? You're, you've seen good results, right? Everyone wants to see good results. So listen, best of luck to you, but I have more content. There's so much content on this platform, on this channel of the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I invite you to go ahead and tune in to other content on how to get your business started, how to get uh, your business um, with, you know, with the right laws, I've, I've spoken with, you know, attorneys on how to get, uh, anything copyrighted, uh, all those things that maybe you think is not important, but it is important in any type of entrepreneurship business. So today guys, I want you to tune all the way to the end because today I have a special guest. Okay. His name is Kyle and he is a business mindset coach. He, he's a business coach. He's a coach in general, but he has an amazing story. And Kyle uh, today is going to be talking with us, sharing what he calls the SAGE mindset. Now, that's, that's an acronym for S-A-G-E. And he's going to explain about that, what he's doing today. But first, we're going to be talking about how he got started, right? I like I love to hear people's story, how they got started, what was their struggles, their challenges at the beginning, and how they didn't give up, right? Because there's times where we run into so many uh, walls, right? So many uh, bumps along the road that we just tend to like, man, you know, the entrepreneurship, this thing is not for me. But no, hang in there, guys. I encourage you to hang in there. Keep at it. It's, this is one day at a time, all right, guys? So with that being said, I want you guys to help me welcome Mr. Kyle Gillette. How you doing, sir? Hey, Angel. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm doing great. Great, man. And nothing to do with Gillette razors, okay? He's not the inventor of the Gillette razor. Nope. <laughs> if he was, he probably wouldn't even ha have the uh, conversation with me right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I it's a, There's so much wisdom in everyone I meet, and I'm sure there's powerful wisdom coming from you, too. Oh, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Kyle. I thank you so much. Man, listen, first of all, thank you for your time, man. Thank you for uh, joining us uh, today my audience. I know that uh, your story is amazing. I know you're going to be able to share it with us. I know sage mindset, uh, it's something that 
maybe not a lot of people are going to be familiar with, uh, maybe never heard it, but I hope that with this platform, right, with this, through this channel, through the audio, then I'm going to be sharing your uh, website and your link and whatnot so people could maybe connect with you. But um, thank you again, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for looking me up on Podmatch. So a shout out to Podmatch, which I'm getting some great uh, people, yeah. some great entrepreneurs, business people, artists, you know, people from all walks of nature, which is fantastic. So, Kyle, thank you for being here again. How are you? How's the family? How's the weather on the West Coast over there? Yeah, we're good. My One of my daughters is off at a camp at a beautiful location in uh, off on the peninsula in Washington State. And she's okay. having the time of her life. First time we've ever kicked her out to a camp before. She's 10. So she's wow first adventure in that way. You know, she spent the night at places and done various camps, but not overnight well, for four nights. So yeah. that's a stretch for us. It's a stretch for her. She's riding horses and playing games and all that. And wow. We're having a good time well, here without her. <laughs> Trying to yeah, make, well, make her jealous. That's, that's, um, that's so funny because actually my wife and my daughter right now on vacation in Colombia. My daughter's 10 years old and she's also riding horses. Oh, cool. And that's, that's something big over there. You know, Colombia, you know, South America with horses. And for her, it's a whole different world so it's so good because at 10 they're going to be able to remember that those memories right and it's going to be some a learning experience for them that's awesome yeah i mean i challenged my daughter before she left i said hey if there's something that you can do there and it seems a little bit scary go ahead and do it because you will never regret doing it but you will regret not doing it and i told her that and hopefully she follows my advice because I bet when I could talk about looking back on our lives and going, man, I wish I would have done whatever it was. And then, of course, we can look back and go, man, I'm so glad I did that one thing. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Let's let's jump right into that. You know, when you were young, as a young, I always say that we're entrepreneurs born always. We were born. We just come to find out later in life that we were entrepreneurs. (laughs) That's why I'm saying like, because if someone says, hey, Angel, do you think entrepreneur was born or was he raised into it. I think we were born entrepreneurs. This is that later in life, we find out the talent that we have uh, within. So with that being said, when you were that young entrepreneur, what were your goals, right? What, what was something that you admired of becoming or doing in life that you maybe, maybe you regret and say, I oh, mean, I never got to do this, but maybe you're doing it now. Yeah, I think my my dad owns an orange farm in the Central Valley of California, and it, it's not you know a farm little little thing, hundreds of acres. They, he and his brother run uh, multiple thousand acres of of oranges packing and shipping across the world, and I grew up under that experience, watching my dad get up at five in the morning work till six at night doing that life. But also at the same time, he had a lot of freedom because he's an entrepreneur. So he had freedom to do what he wanted to in the middle of the day and kind of dictate his schedule to a certain degree. I mean, when it comes to farming, the the land dictates and God dictates what happens quite a bit. But experiencing that, working in that when I was a young teenager and a little bit as a preteen, I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. But it lit a fire that I didn't know existed. So kind of like what you were saying earlier, it lit a fire that I didn't know exist to be an entrepreneur. So that was one of the first things. My dad was the first mentor in the process. And then I had other mentors along the way. Okay. Okay. So when, when you finish, like, let's go, let's try to go through that, through that journey. When you finish high school, like, did you go to college? Was college something that was part of your journey? Uh, were you 
Say, so did you finish it? Did, is there something there that we should learn about before what you got to where you are today as far as like the mindset coaching? Yeah, I remember when I was in my senior year of college, I went to I went to Cal Poly, which is a school on the coast of California. It's known for engineering, architecture, and business. I was none of those. <laughs> I was in okay. technology, so I was going to become a physical therapist or a personal trainer or something like that. And I was, I'd somehow messed up in the process of taking classes. I was behind in school and I didn't even know it. I was doing okay in school. I was getting mostly B's and A's. But uh, my senior year, I think I was six or so, maybe even nine units behind. Whatever it was, it was not pretty. And I had one quarter to make it up. And I did not want to go to school in the fall of the next year. I wanted to be done with college after four years. I loved my college experience, but I hated school. Right, my college experience was beautiful, but school sucked, and because yeah. I studied so much, and I'm I'm really not that smart, book smart wise. It, it's more of yeah. the experience stuff for me. But anyway, I remember being in my apartment, and I shared a room with my my best friend, and we had two twin beds, butted foot to foot, really tiny room, two different desks where we did our work in the closets, and I remember sitting at that desk. It was a makeshift desk out of two by fours and and a big slab of plywood. And I, I was sitting there talking to my parents on the phone saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And at that time, I had gone on a hike with some friends and got myself covered in poison oak. So from my ankles to my neck, wow. I, I literally had poison oak all over me. And I was 30 pounds overweight. So I was a, I was a dumpster fire, if you will. I, it was, I was <laughs> a mess. And I felt like I had nothing to offer. I had nothing to give. And, and you're about what age is this? Like so early 20s? I'd be 22 at that time. Okay. Yeah, so 22, okay. complete. I was just distraught. But my parents, they kind of encouraged me on that call. And then and then I remember a couple things happened. I made a commitment to lose the weight. I made a commitment mm-hmm. to change my lifestyle as, as, as it had to do with eating. And I had been, I was ripped prior to that. I was in great shape, but I was just so stressed about life after college and what it was going to be because I just didn't. No. So then I get a phone call from a buddy. I'd gone to India with him and several other people on a missions trip. And he calls me up and he says, hey, Kyle, there's this job opportunity at this men's mentoring program. Would you be interested in checking it out? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What is this men's mentoring program? So he explains to me that it's this program called Alpha Academy, still exists, that helps guys 18 to 25 that are off track in life get traction to learn Mm -hmm. life skills and everything. So I say, yeah, that sounds interesting. So I get the job, not the job opportunity. I get the interview opportunity and I drive over to the property, which is 40 acres, beautiful property. And I drive on, go over this little creek and you pull onto the property and there's a bunch of dogs in, in chain link fences and they're just barking at me. Well, it turns out that the way the nonprofit supported itself was through a pet resort. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's what's going on there. Pulled on the rest of the property and there's this green grass, American flag, and this white farmhouse built in the 1880s. It's just this idyllic setting. I get out of the car and I walk into the door, knock on the door. They let me in and we have an hour and a half long conversation. So Jack is the president of the program and Christian was the director at the time. Have this conversation and at the end of the conversation, this doesn't normally happen. I don't know for those that are listening, they've done interviews. Normally you don't get offered the job after one interaction with the people. They said, no. Hey, would you be interested in the job? And I'm going, uh, I don't know. Cause <laughs> what it meant was I would live there and I would live with guys up to six dudes that are 18 to 25 that have drug and alcohol histories. in a lot of cases, 
I don't yeah. have that history. You know, I drank a little bit, but I don't have that type of history. A lot of them had broken homes. I don't have that history either. I'm very fortunate to not have that history. I'm not, I'm not like, well, look at me. I'm special. It's just, yeah. I'm very fortunate to not have that history. And I'm going, wow, that's a, that's a big deal. But I remember feeling like someone was pushing me down, hands on my shoulders into the couch I was sitting on. Like I belonged there. And I told, I told Jack that. And I said, yeah, I'll take the job. So then I graduate college and I move into this facility and I worked there in varying roles for 10 years. And so for 10 years, I mentored guys that were that age range and wow. I absolutely loved it. But then in the time frame, I was also mentored by Jack, the, the president of the program. Yeah. And it, that, that place, I mean, I, I could tell you more in a minute here, but that place, it's changed hundreds of lives and, and especially mine. Hmm. That's amazing. So, so being that you wanted to, you were looking for a change in life, right? So that's, that's pretty much what got you into that connection. Then you start meeting and helping. Now you mentioned about helping others. How did you start helping others? Yeah. So you, in the, in the program, so I'll, I'll go through the program a little bit and then jump forward to a little bit more towards today, but okay. in, in the, well, first of all, I want to mention that I did lose the weight and I ended up running a half marathon. Okay. And, and it was <laughs> that's important. Great. It was great because I was being a good example to these guys, you know, okay. that you can be disciplined and, and all those things. Exactly. And it, and it worked great because I ran like a one hour and 37 minute half marathon, which apparently is really fast and yeah. not a, I'm not a runner. So that was really cool. They got to, some of the guys ran with me periodically. So there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff that happened there, but my, okay. my role was to help, help them through teaching them, asking questions, all that kind of stuff. And the whole time that I was there, like I said, Jack mentored me. And what that meant was every Tuesday, I'm pretty sure it was Tuesdays, every Tuesday at about 11 or 1130, we'd go to lunch and we'd meet for an hour and a half. And he'd mentor me on my life, on what business is, because I ran the pet resort that was there. And then eventually I ran the whole program. So he taught me how to run business, how to run a nonprofit, all those wow. things. So I experienced an MBA, if you will, through one-to-one yeah. -one meetings every single day for almost 10 years or every single week, excuse me, almost for okay. 10 years. It's truly, truly yeah. remarkable. It and is. I mean, you don't get to meet too many people in your life that want to give you that type of knowledge and you're not paying for it. I mean, is it just giving, it's like it he's a counselor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. When he, and he's, you know, 30, wow. he's run 30 businesses in his life, was a multimillionaire by the time he was in his forties. And really successful. He started the program and retired when he was in his, I think, late 40s or early 50s. And just is still in that program. He's now almost 80 and he's still running that program. Wow. And so I was super fortunate to be mentored. And I know this podcast is, is about mindset and it's. Yeah. But mentorship is really huge. Coaching and mentorship is, is what shifted my life in incredible ways. And so after yes. and at, at a certain point, you know, I got married, had a child and then we had a second child on the way. And then we were going, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to live on the coast? No family is close to us. Family was three hours or 19 hours away. And so we needed to decide what mm. we we're going to do. And it's, I don't know if anybody that's listening is in one of those places where they're like, what are we, mm. we going to do? This is a big decision. It's a fork in the road that will change your life forever. Because at that time, it was quit the ministry, quit the, the nonprofit thing, which I loved. Yeah live with go go back home and work for my dad 
which I love my parents. I love my dad. And we would have worked great together, but it's just not my field. Or go up to the unknown in Washington and be close to my wife's family. And ultimately, we took that fork in the road and went up to Washington. But it was one of the most difficult decisions of my life because I was giving up a bunch of things and going to the complete unknown. And unfortunately, we got here and I applied. How many jobs was it? I applied to 50, 50 jobs before I got an interview. It was it was awful. I'm like, I have 10 years of management experience. I doubled the revenue of this business and I've worked with all these people and nobody gave a crap. And I'm like, this is, this sucks. And what so, year was this? We're talking about what? 2014. 14. Okay. Yeah. So okay. finally I, I get a job in a senior living place, horrible, absolute trash job. People, the, the residents were great and the direct people I worked with were good, but the, the, overarching you know the the white collar folks or whatever you want to call them that were yeah. placed at c-suite for management yeah. they were terrible they were i mean at one point they came in and, and told us that um we were stupid and <laughs> that we could never figure this out and they actually locked us into the facility at one point until 11 p.m at night and i'm like this what? is yeah exactly we hostage yeah, we you couldn't leave until we got some contracts figured out with the residents that, that lived there and like straightened oh out some stuff. Like, this is ridiculous. And and I was one of like, I think 10 or 12 different executive directors of the program over the course of four years. So it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Yeah. But anyway, so that was horrible. Wow. Then I applied to 40 jobs and finally got a job in HR at a church. And that's when my life changed. Because I finally got to be exposed to what I wanted to do because I wanted to do this mentoring, this coaching type stuff. And when yeah. I got to the the HR position, I got to start to develop people again. And I wasn't mm. doing that in anything prior. And during that development, I got exposed to personality assessments. And then I became certified in some assessments. And it was very natural for me. I'm very good at them. It's, it's a gift that I have. Yeah. So then I started teaching it. And I started doing workshops. And I went, huh. I'll quit mm. this low-paying HR job and start my business. So I started my business, got coaching certification through a different, few different places, and rock and roll okay. from there. So my my journey uh-huh. is, was not not one that was clearly entrepreneurial. There's some other businesses that I ran in the process of, of all course. that, yeah. but ultimately it was wired into me because of my dad and what yeah. to him. Okay, it, it's been a great journey. I wouldn't take any of it back, even those crappy circumstances working Absolutely. at that, that senior yeah. place for all those applications. It was all worth it. But hey, here you are today. But it's good. That's a good point because what I learned from what you're just saying now is that it was born within you to be that type of mentor, counselor, you know, whatever you want to call it. Is that but you always always that connection with people. Yeah, work well with people, and that's very important. So let's go ahead and get into. The SAGE mindset. Now, you said the SAGE stands for what now? Yeah, so SAGE stands for self-awareness, accountability, growth, and empowerment. And that that came out of, I, you could say a vision, but I was, I'd started my business and I, and I knew that I needed to create my own thing that I could own and do what I want with. Right. In fact, I'm getting it trademarked because I want it to be mine. Nobody else can have it, darn it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, and uh, I love that. I was... I love acronyms. And as we continue talking, I'll probably bring up some more acronyms, but okay. I love acronyms. And I was struggling to come up with some sort of a framework that, that could be mine and that could be easily remembered. 
And I remember one morning, 3 a.m. in the morning, I wake up to a voice saying self-awareness. And that was the word I needed to complete the acronym. Because before I had a bunch of just jumbled letters that didn't make any sort of sense. Yeah. So I jump, literally, I'm jumping out of bed, running into the kitchen, just in my boxers. And from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., I'm sitting there at the kitchen table shivering as I'm writing out the beginning of the Sage framework. And from, from there, it's, it's turned into a lot of different things, to an app, to a book, to all kinds of different things. Yeah. But foundationally, what it is, is that I, I want the listeners and you, Angel, to, to picture a house, a leadership house, metaphorically okay. speaking here. And the foundation of, of anybody's leadership, of a sage leader, is self-awareness. Without okay. self-awareness, you can't build any sort of leadership and you can't grow or anything like that yourself. So that's your foundation. Accountability is the nails that holds that leadership house together. Without accountability, no matter how beautiful the structure looks, it's like a whitewashed tomb. It'll crumble on itself and it's a problem. So having those nails that keeps it together is, is really key. Then growth is the, the walls and the roof. And this is the idea that there's times in our leadership where we need to remodel and adjust our leadership house because we're growing or the people we're interacting with need to grow too, or there's different skills that are coming along. And so you remodel, you adjust. And then also the roof at some point, your, your house gets bigger. And I know that kind of breaks the metaphor, but you blow the roof off and you grow your leadership. You raise the lid of your leadership and get to new levels. And that means there's more people that can be underneath your roof, underneath your influence, in other words. Okay. Then finally, empowerment is the windows and doors. Empowerment is it's where people can see into your leadership and walk into it. You know, they see the influence that you have and the impact you're having on the employees that you have, and they want to participate. They're like, I want what's what what are they up to? That looks really interesting. And they get to observe it. It's, it's glass house leadership where you're you're letting people in on your secrets and what's going on. But the catch is, if you have windows and doors in a house, you can go into them and you can go out of them. You can look out of them or walk out of them. Mm. And so sage leaders, they empower people so much so that certain people that they're empowering actually leave. They leave, but the sage leader is more than happy to have them leave because they know the potential of that person will not reach its full blossoming when they're under their own roof. So they need to go create their own leadership. Mm. So that's the full picture of the Sage okay. framework. And this is how, this is really the big, the pillars of, of how I coach my clients. Okay. So it's, is it self accountability? So self-awareness. Self-awareness. Accountability, growth, and empowerment. And they're all four different mindsets, really. Self-awareness mindset, yeah. so on. Okay. Okay, great. So what, what would someone expect? Like if they see, I see they have the website there, uh, sagemindset.com. Like someone goes to that website, uh, what would someone expect uh, when they go to that website? Like what, what's the whole concept of it? Yeah, my, my job is to be a thinking partner to my clients because okay. most one of the most common things that I'm discovering with my clients is there's really three of them. One is they struggle to give themselves the time to think and strategize and look at their situation from a different angle because they're in it. They're busy. They're overwhelmed. Number two piece is people struggle to stay present. Most of my clients have, have a battle that they're experiencing where they're, they're concerned about the future of their business and they're, they're doing work towards that. 
and that's good, but they're so focused on it that they, they're not present enough to deal with the current situations. And other clients are, are focused on the past. What happened? What worked? Frustrations of the past or irritations of, of the past, whatever. And that prevents them from being present. And thirdly, a lot of my clients struggle with systems. They don't have good systems in place. And if you want to ever sell your business, you have to have great systems in place because you have to be replaceable. If you're not replaceable, you cannot sell your business. You're just running a job instead of running a business. And often young entrepreneurs are running a job, not running a business. And that's okay because you're yeah. just starting. But if you're in your 50s and 60s, like some of my clients, and you're still running a job, that's a big problem because you can't retire mm. by running a job. So my my job is to help them think, help them keep accountability, and help them to build those systems that will unlock them from exactly. being chained to their business. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and actually, the, the, I always say, because especially when I hear any type of coaching, I've met other coaches, I always say that, you know, like when we mentioned the word clients, um, they have to put up on their own from their side too, right? Because there's only so much you can do, right? You you could take, it's like, I, I don't know if they say you could take a mule to a pond, but you can't make them drink water, right? Exactly. So yeah. it's like, it's, they have to put on their part, like, what challenges do you maybe have seen in the past or currently seen in that, in that ballpark? Like what challenges do you see that people, they get frustrated or they want to quit on themselves? You know, it, it really goes back to systems. Okay. It's, it's people, they know what to do. They really do. They know what to do, right. but they're getting, they don't have good, systems in place or good people in place, or they haven't trained their people well enough. Okay. So then they get so busy that they take on the work themselves. They start doing the work themselves instead of training their people to do the work and empowering them to do the work and growing them to do the work. And systems require a lot of accountability, but the leader isn't self-aware enough to recognize that they're taking on all that work and, and really enabling in a bad way their team or disabling okay. them, I guess you could say, their team. Because one of the, one of the things that I, I find very interesting or amusing at times is when owners come to me and they're like, I'm so tired of people asking me the same questions. How, they're <laughs> they don't say they're stupid, but basically, how do they not know this is what you're supposed to do? I've told them dozens of times. Mm -hmm. And I go, have you asked them instead of telling them? And like, what do you mean? So many leaders, no matter how old they are, don't, ask their employees questions. They, they tell them all the time. They tell them what to do. They micromanage. And this creates a lot of issues. Yes. Because I heard from somebody else. He said this and I loved it. He said, these types of leaders, they farm out their, these types of employees will farm out their thinking to the leaders. In other words, if I'm an employee and I have a problem and I give it to you and you always solve it for me, I'm going to continue to farm out my problems to you because then I don't have, so I don't have to think. I don't have to work as hard. Uh -huh. But that's not very rewarding for the employee, and it's really frustrating for the business owner. So yeah. I challenge them to start asking deep, open-ended questions. You know, and and well, they don't even have to be deep; they can they can be pretty basic. Yeah. Exactly, because you just Someone, want to discover. What you're trying to do is trying to discover, not not discover, help that person discover what he has. Yes, within within yep. themselves. Yes, and that's that's exactly right. Because you can coach them to solve problems. What you what you really want to do though is you coach the person. You don't want to coach the problem. You want to coach the person. Because if you coach the right. person, then you're coaching coaching their brain, not their hands. 
They can exactly. figure it out if you coach their brain. If you coach their hands, then you're still thinking for them. You coach their brain and they're going to be a whole different employee and they're going to love working for you. Even if you can't pay them very well, they're going to love working for exactly. you because they're becoming a better person. And there's That's hardly right. anybody in the world that doesn't want to become a better person. I mean, there's exactly. some people are just flat out jerks and lazy, but those <laughs> yeah. are the people that any of you are going to hire. I would hope young entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Kyle, what, what's for you? The word mindset, right? Because, you know, we're talking about the podcast mindset, you know, mindset coaching. You know, when I created this podcast, there was already a young entrepreneur podcast. There was an entrepreneur uh, business podcast. And I said, I wanted something different. Like, just like what you, with that attitude that you said when you want to trademark you, I want it mine. I don't yeah. want nobody. I yeah. want that when you Google search, mine comes up first. And I, I that happened to mine. It's a blessing from the sky because, listen. So when I I said young entrepreneur, and I said mindset, like it just it was just something in me that said mindset, and the mindset, even on myself is I work my mindset like every day. Like I've been doing this podcast for like over a year, and to me, mindset is everything. Because when you talk about mindset, if you have the right mindset, you're gonna have the right marriage. If you have the right mindset, you're gonna have the right finances. If you have the right mindset, I mean everything is going to align according to what you're destined to have and destined to be. So what is Kyle Gillette's opinion or what is your thoughts about that importance about mindset? Yeah, my, mindset is, is those pathways. It's the pathways that we've created in our brains, whether on purpose or not. And when you, when you have a sage mindset or a young entrepreneurial mindset, you're being intentional about your mindsets and you're being mm. becoming aware of them. That's why for me, the foundation of great leadership is self-awareness, because if I'm not aware of where my mindsets are out of bounds or, or not lining up with my values or lining up at all, then I can't, I can't adjust those pathways. All of us have pathways in our brains. And I literally mean pathways, you know, okay. neuron pathways in our brains that are messed up, that they're not right. And I don't mean because of abuse or anything like that. In some cases it's true, but mostly what I'm talking about is just these little tweaks to our pathways that will make us think differently. One of them, just to give you an example, is the difference between I get to and I have to. In business, often we, we can say, oh, I have to have this conversation, I have to talk to this client, or I have to have this sales call, or I have to meet with this employee, or I have to have this meeting, et cetera, et cetera. But the mindset shift, the pathway change, so instead of going down this freeway of negativity, you can go down this narrow path of positivity, which is, I get to meet with this employee and help them deal with the problem that they're struggling with, with their performance. I get to have this conversation with the client, et cetera, et cetera. And that little shift makes all the difference in the world. And okay. in my, in my book, I, I have, I have about 20 different mindsets that I talk about in the book. There's, there's five per pillar. So five per each of the areas of Sage that, that I break down very specifically to help people know what are the five mindsets I need to create self-awareness? What are the five mindsets I need to create accountability, so on and so forth? And okay. there's not just one mindset, right? There's a lot of different pathways that we need Absolutely. to be made aware of and then continually choose to follow those pathways. And how do you do it? Habits. Because ultimately, mm -hmm. we're a bundle of habits. That's what we are. Yeah. The, way you, yeah. the way you sleep, the way you get up in the morning, the way you brush your teeth, shower, eat. We're, we're a bundle of habits. Everything, yeah. If you're aware of your habits and you want to change them, 
you change those habits and you can change your mindset. And the opposite is true too. You change your mindset, you can change your habits. Exactly. And you've got to be paying attention. And that's why accountability is so key because other people give you that feedback that say, hey, Kyle, mm, you know, that way you're talking or the way that you interacted with that person or the way you're approaching this, have you considered maybe this is a different way you could do it? That kind of accountability, that kind mm -hmm. of feedback allows you to make shifts in your own mindset. And there's, there's all kinds of things we can talk about there. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. A couple examples. No, that makes that's very clear, man. I love that. I love that. So so just to, to conclude a little bit uh, on this uh, episode, and this is great material, by the way. I mean, you're bringing so much great stuff here. I love it. Um, so let's say a client, because we're using the word client, right? You know that you work with clients and whatnot. So just for the benefit of someone who's probably listening now, maybe interested in contacting you, what how, how do you start, right? How, how do you, what's the first thing that you focus? I mean, maybe you start with the questions, et cetera. So someone approaches you and say, Hey, Kyle, I'm interested in your program. I want you to, you know, coach me. So how, how does that work for them? Yeah. For me, I want people to experience my coaching before they pay for my coaching, not because I devalue my coaching, but because I value them and I value our coaching relationship, eventual coaching relationship. Okay. So we, I do a demo. It's 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, depending on whatever's going on. And I do a real coaching conversation with them about a real situation that they're dealing with. And when I talk about coaching, I'm not, I'm not saying that you and I, Angel, have a conversation about your podcast and I tell you what to do. No, we have a conversation about your podcast and I ask you, where do you want your podcast to be in three years from now? And you answer that question. Then I coach you around how to help you get there, but I don't tell you what to do. That's consulting. That's not my job. Because again, I want to empower my clients. I want to empower you to come up with the answers yourself, think for yourself, build that accountability yourself, so on and so forth. So that's the first okay. thing. And with that, I'm meeting with people consistently. I'm basically just available to my clients. We set up a specific time that we meet, but I'm available to them. There's some processes that I walk them through. I do a personality yeah. assessment to kind of, it's a cheat code to get to know them quickly for them to get to know themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But fundamentally, it's about what is the goal that my client has? What's that big goal that they want to achieve in our, during the time that we work together? And then I coach the person to help them get to that goal because they're the ones that have to do the work. I can't, I can't do it for them. I'm 100% for that, yes. And I can't tell them what to do because what I, when I do tell people what to do, because sometimes I do, it <laughs> rarely falls well it, it, it doesn't it usually yeah. falls flat instead yeah. of instead of like oh my gosh you're so brilliant kyle no it's like okay and then we move on <laughs> yeah <laughs> no man i shouldn't have said anything so yeah because you could suggest I, it you, right. you, i could suggest it because then if someone falls on this says oh you're so brilliant great idea and then if it doesn't work oh you know what your idea didn't work uh-huh but if my Escape failure point. if if I fail them, they don't learn. But if they fail themselves, even though it's the same idea that we arrived at, they're going to awesome. learn so much more instead. And even better, if they succeed through their own ideas, then that's very good as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's no, a learning process, man. Life is a learning process. Yeah. So listen, uh, just to finish, um, but you said mentioned a book. Did you have said that you have a book that's coming out? Yeah. So I have a book that's going to publish in August called Sage Leadership. Oh, yeah. And it's okay. a four-part four framework to becoming a people-first leader, because fundamentally that's what a sage leader is: is they put they put other people first. You can call it servant leadership if you want, but putting okay. other people first because 
Awesome. Your productivity depends on the people around you, whether you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, whether you have okay. one employee or a, a hundred employees, it depends yeah. on the people that you align yourself with. And okay. if you can learn how to lead people well, not just yourself, but other people, well, you're going to find success and not just financially, you're going to find success in a way that's satisfying. So that's what the, that's exactly. what the book's about. It's about the mindsets and habits to, to get there. Okay. And that are gonna, that's going to be available on your website or Amazon, Kindle? Yeah, yeah it's Amazon, okay. Ingram Spark, Barnes & Noble, okay. various, just everywhere. Okay, perfect, perfect. And also, I know you're on Twitter. So, guys, if you want to follow Kyle, he's under uh, Kyle Gillette-BusinessCoach. Uh, so, he's also on Twitter uh, and all of the social media platforms. But follow his website, guys, because I know that uh, I'm hoping that this platform will help you bring some clients to you because you know and in this business you, you, that's what you need you need clients and i know it's not just for the money wise it's, it's i know that you're a natural born leader that likes to develop and help other people grow as well yeah 100 yeah one of the best places for people to connect with me is is uh on facebook if they if okay. they and I, i'm also on on tiktok too so i'm oh cool i'm on the couch let uh what is tiktok it's sage leadership i'm pretty sure it's what it's called okay you, you could look me up on tiktok as well um, okay but the, the facebook one is uh sage mindset coaching is is where sage you find mindset me, coaching. You find me on, on there right now mindset coaching yeah i'm gonna send you i'm gonna follow definitely follow you on facebook if i haven't and also send you a friend request as well so kyle uh what's the last i want to leave you with the last with the open mic last words what do you want to say out there to any young entrepreneur that's listening now or anyone who is in mindset coaching and maybe to also for maybe coaches that are out there that because I, I believe that on both ends there's struggle too because you know you're trying to get clients you know you work with one client yep. and then things fall apart and right and that that builds frustration on the coach i mean i, I think coach have a big responsibility as well. So what words yep. can you say to conclude this? Yeah, I would say that stop talking about being, being a imposter. Lots of young entre entrepreneurs talk about being an imposter. Instead, embrace that you are an imposter because you are just like I am in, in various areas, not in all areas. I'm not an yeah. imposter in all areas and neither are you. And I think what we need to do is embrace that imposter. If, you're, if you don't feel like an imposter, you're not growing yourself enough. You're not stretching yourself enough. So embrace that imposter. And what that means is go and talk to people that feel out of your league, that feel like they're above and beyond what you think you're capable of or who you think you should be able to connect to. Embrace that. Go for it. Mess it up and learn from it and try it again. <laughs> be an imposter because that's the only way you're really going to make it in your business. You can't sit behind and be that keyboard warrior. It's not going to work. you got to get to the right people, and that requires taking some risk. So Absolutely. embrace it. It's worth it. It's fun. And that's, that's what I wish I would have known in my first year of business. I was, I was exactly. using that as an excuse. And then I didn't reach out to people and I was a keyboard warrior and I, and I sat behind the screen and thought I could run a business like that. It's not how it works, especially wow. for my business. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hey Kyle, man, Mr. Kyle Gillette, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Thank you for your words, man. Your words are definitely, uh, something to, uh, keep rethinking about them and, and use them. So I appreciate your time and thank you so much for being on this podcast and I appreciate it. 
Yeah, thank you, Angel. I appreciate it too. No problem, Kyle. We'll be keeping in touch and I'm definitely going to follow you on social media, okay? So don't go nowhere, okay? All righty. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, folks. So there you have it, man. Kyle Gillette. Follow him on Twitter, Facebook. Look up under sagemindset.com. Go ahead and, and subscribe uh, to his information, man. He's going to have a book coming out in August. So I'm looking forward to that book as well. So guys, I hope you found this information uh, very informative. Uh, I hope it helped you in any way. If it did in any way, listen, leave us a comment. Uh, leave me a comment. Uh, and I'm going to have his link also on the YouTube channel, uh, his website, all his information on there as well. So you could go ahead and just click it and follow him and uh, get and get in touch with him. Okay. So he's available. All right. He's available. He's open to any type of help uh, that you need. Okay. So you heard it from him himself. So Thank you guys again for tuning in to the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. And before we leave, I do want to leave you with a positive note. You know, scripture, one of my favorite scriptures, and it's under Matthew 4, 4. And it says, Jesus answered and he said, it was written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. All right. So there you have it. Blessings to all of you. I'll see you on the next episode of the Young Entrepreneur Mindset, guys. Be safe, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Take care.